0: Welcome to the Modernizer Dive Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Dive Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is episode 158, and it's July 26th, 2022. Man, this year has snuck on by, hasn't it? Uh, I'm Gavin Pickens, S- Senior Developer at Solutions, and I'm joined again by Dan Codd, Senior Developer for Auto Solutions as well.
1: How's it going, folks? We want to thank, want to thank our sponsor, Ordis Solutions, the maker of ColdBox, CommandBox, ForgeBox, TestBox, all your favorite boxes out there. Uh, we have a couple ways of saying thank you to Ordis, which include...
0: Yep. Buy some tickets, come to the conference, into the box. Uh, we're gonna have a good time, lots of great content, and hopefully a few laughs as well uh, to catch up with some people we know. So come join us there. You can like and subscribe our videos on YouTube. So for those watching live in the chat here, thanks for joining us. And uh, if you guys get it after the fact, come check it out on YouTube. We've been adding chapters too to make it easier to jump around. Um, help artists reach for the stars. We wanna try and get more stars and forks on our repos on GitHub. So we made a cool little tool command box dash github which is on forgebox and you can basically run it from command box in one of your repos uh sorry one of your projects and then it'll go and star all of the box dependencies uh, automatically with command box which is pretty neat and then of course if you're listening via podcast subscribe on your podcast app leave us a review it all really helps a lot
1: it does all right we also have a uh uh, set up for a cfcast account we have we have free free Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is going to be a great day today, I can tell. Set up for a free or paid account on CFCast. It's releasing new content every day. Um, we have the Ordis book, the 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks. On, that's located on Gumroad. Uh, it's gum.co slash Box tips. And uh, I wanted to say this one for last. We had So I, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but the Box Life, there's a Box Life store, which I think is really great. And I love this. These are new um new uh designs we have for into the box this year if you go to the top we have this new senior developer which i think is fantastic i think it's a lot of fun we have senior developer and senora developer and uh for some reason i just thought, thought, thought that was hilarious and thought it was a really cool thing and i wanted to highlight it but we also have sweatshirts uh other merch baby items baby toys bags t-shirts yep. lots I'll of cool stuff
0: there for sure mm-hmm.
1: it is i want to put that out there just because I thought, I thought it was kind of cool Yep. And that's one of the five words I know in Spanish.
0: <laughs> Only five. that's
1: okay. I'm working yep. on it. Cool.
0: Yeah. We we like to have a little fun with the stuff too. Uh, we we try to do some good stuff but have fun doing it, you know. If we're not having fun, then uh what are we really doing, you know? Exactly. So. And then we want to thank our Patreon supporters. So we have 37 Patreons providing 100% of the, the f- fully funding basically this podcast and our other modernizer die podcast. And then we are 44% of the way through funding our ForgeBox.io setup. So we have cloud servers and S3 accounts and free storage for up to, I think five gigs a person, I don't know, some ridiculous amount of storage for your cool um, community projects. So a lot of that stuff is going straight back into, you know, basically funding uh, all this cool stuff. And that gives us more money to do other things at Audus. And, you know, we like to try and build tools and do cool things, put on conferences, do webinars, you know, so all of that helps. So thank you to each and every one of our Patreon supporters. And we'll even thank you again by name at the end of the show. So stick around and hear us um, badly pronounce every single one of you.
1: <laughs> not on purpose. Just by accident. Yeah. We even have like
0: little it. um little guides on how to say the name correctly, but it doesn't help us. So <laughs> we try.
1: It's try. Well, it was really good the other day we were watching the introduction to uh uh to some speakers and the guy that I was introducing really butchered a pretty well known name. So it's like all right, we're not the only ones. This is good.
0: I <laughs> know uh, I I think to be honest, that's why Luis Mahano's video was cut a little short because <laughs> they screwed up oh, his really? name. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to go where I saw it, but it was, uh, it was, yeah. uh, what was he introduced as? Lewis? He goes, uh, it was Louis Magiano or something, or something like that. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, okay.
0: Louis Magiano, yeah, instead of Mahano. But uh, anyway, pretty funny, but All good. Uh, let's get on to the news and announcements. So what have we got first?
1: Yep. so starting off, in case you missed it, last week was Adobe Developer Week, which may or may not have been when Luis's name was mispronounced. Uh, it was last week, July 18th through 22nd. It's so great content. Um, it was back bigger, better, bigger than better than ever. Monday's content. Uh, there was three sessions. I think a day. No, there was um, four. It was three or four? Okay, it was There's four, four so most I, days. Yep. Gotcha. I know, Gavin. Uh, Gavin, you, you presented last Monday, and then Luis did also.
0: Yep. Uh, but we had Charlie right before us too, and then we had Brian Sappy afterwards. We had a great day to start it off, and it, yeah, it was a lot of great content. So um yep And, and so and the
1: recordings are up is that
0: right Yep the recording is up Charlie just released a blog telling you all about it and so uh Dan's going to paste a couple links in there into the the chat um but yeah so the videos are up it's up on the um orders, sorry on the Adobe uh YouTube channel as uh, the most recent videos I think they'll be adding a playlist here shortly and uh a lot of the speakers have tweeted their slides and everything, I'm sure they'll be adding those to the descriptions very soon. But a lot of great content. Um, if you missed it, don't worry, the videos are there. And uh, yeah, 17 sessions total. Um, yeah, there was a couple of days a little shorter, but a lot of community speakers, a lot of Adobe speakers. Oh, cool. and Charlie posted the playlist right now. So last I checked, there wasn't a playlist, but Charlie's uh posted right as we started the show. So he's on it. So as there always. we go, yep. Very cool. As
1: always. All right. Well, also in case you missed it, this is a great blog. Uh this is a blog post, maybe we'll touch on it again, but I thought this was fantastic. This really made my week last week. Brad Wood um, uh, posted a blog a blog posting on the that was on the on the order site. How does CFML really perform compared to other languages? Okay. Now if you've never heard of the website tech empower okay this is this is actually from the blog post i've talked about tech and performance benchmarks before but one of the highlight them again they're the closest things the internet has to a giant cage match between nearly every language and framework out there there's a suite of tests and you can hit different languages against each other the tests sometimes take days to run um, they spit up combinations of languages and frameworks and docker containers where they're hammered with the rules of traffic and the juicy stats are recorded for sweet graphical comparisons This I think was awesome. So the tests that that were were put up there, the top 10 results, uh, the top 10 results, the top fastest, were all Go, CFMR, Lucy, and Adobe, which means that in this head-to-head competition, um, that that Lucy and Adobe beat, uh, what was it? It was Go, Django, Kotlin, where it go? Yep. It was Go, uh, Node, Groovy, Kotlin, Ruby on Rails, Laravel, PHP, and Django. Yeah, uh, I thought was kind of was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a ton of cool stuff, and obviously, this is responses per second at 20 updates per request and database stuff, and so it has you know like the you know different frameworks and everything else, and so the Lucy bare bones versus the Cold Fusion bare bones versus. Coldbox box running on Lucy versus Coldbox running on Adobe, you know, there's different test cases. And there's a bunch of other stuff here too. Um, and so, yeah, if you guys check it out, I'll post the link right here in the chat for you all, but it, it's pretty cool. And then um, obviously a few people mentioned a few other uh, languages and frameworks and stuff. And so um, Brad was gonna see if we can add those to the, the list too, but it's pretty cool. Go check it out. But, it, you know, it shows that, um, you know, if you put the right filters on, we compete with the best and there's obviously a lot of different things and every language has its pros and cons you know that's the long and short of it um but if you're using it and it's productive for you and it's does the job then great for everybody so that was pretty cool so uh, yeah we really want to just highlight that one again so very
1: cool what are the things actually on there that uh that um oh did you post it already sorry i got a little sidetracked no problem Uh, it was was on there that you you actually go to tech uh tech and power and set up your own test against this too. So if you don't believe our results, check it out for yourself.
0: Yep. And that was the cool thing too. You know, it's just Dockerized images running, you know, certain code and different setups. So, and Daniel has a comment. Let's just read that. So what's crazy is the .NET Core C-sharp is around 19,000 requests. The other dev team where I work, can't stop talking about the beat down on everybody. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of crazy stuff as far as, uh, you know, all these different languages and whatever. And I know this was the 20 updates. So if there's like, you know, just first run maybe, or if it's like more updates or just a ton of, ton of reads, all the results can be very different. And so, you know, there's a lot of different ways to filter the data, slice and dice. And I know a lot of people are slicing it to make their language look good. And then they're reporting that, you know, like stats, most of them are made up and you can make them look however you want. But um, I thought it was pretty good because most most things you're going to do, probably like 10, 20 updates, is pretty normal for that type of thing. So it's just cool that we're not dead last, you know, because everyone thinks we're dead or a zombie. So
1: you are uh, nothing in my optimistic. Well, we weren't dead last. That was good.
0: (laughs) Hey, sometimes dead last is still okay, but not in this case. So
1: not in this case. We're pretty close to the front, which was awesome. Okay, continue on.
0: So a little more news and announcements. Um, We mentioned uh, last week, Into the Box, the uh, the in-person schedule is finalized on the website. We're getting uh, the last few updates out for the pre-conference that will be put on the website soon. Um, they're working on that. And, um, so don't worry about it. It will be updated and, countdown has begun. We're one month basically out from the start of the pre-conference because remember the conference is uh start of September, but the pre-conference starts end of August. So we're one month out for that. So it's going to be pretty cool to, to see all that content. We got a lot of great speakers on the pre-conference and many more at the actual conference in person. Uh, we're getting excited. Uh, so one month the countdown has begun. If you haven't got your tickets, uh, workshops are starting to fill up. Don't miss your chance there. Uh, and grab your ticket. Um, but yeah, we're excited. Hopefully, you guys can all join us there and have fun at Into the Box in Houston, Texas. Okay, so next up we have new releases and updates. So we got a new one here for CF Config. It now supports scheduled tasks for Lucy. It already supported Adobe, but now Lucy is supported.
1: Yeah, the. W- um- Basically, for those of you that don't know, the open source projects that that Ordis does, they do based a lot of them are based on problems that Ordis is solving on their own. But sometimes, though, actually quite often, um, in addition to that, there are features that people say, "I need this," and I can't wait for you guys to get to it. I need it now, and they'll actually sponsor development of, of certain updates. So in this case, um, we have there was a, there was a support for importing and exporting scheduled tasks for Adobe, um, but a thanks to a sponsor. Uh, now, now, does it for Lucy, as you were saying. So, you actually configure all of your schedule tasks in your CF config file, and they're right there when they start up, which is great.
0: Yep. And if you haven't seen uh, CF config, um, it works great. Um, you don't have to actually have command box as your server to use it. If you have old school, traditional installations of Lucy or uh, Adobe or whatnot, you can actually run this and, um, and it'll actually look at a directory. You can tell it where the server home is and you can actually point it at a real thing and tell it what version that you're running against. And it can actually set passwords or do configuration or backup configuration, which is a great use case. And then uh, we have a lot of government clients that must lock down their servers. And so what they have what they basically do is when they spin up a new server they load from json file this lockdown version of their configuration into a you know traditionally installed server so whenever they set up a new vm they use CF config to do that and so you don't have to have command box running your servers you can still have traditional installs and use it and there's a lot of cool things in here you know custom tag paths and event gateways and loggers and scheduled tasks and all that stuff. So really detailed, really cool. And, uh, you know, it has configuration file support. So we love it. We use it all the time. It makes uh, development really easy, really cool. And again, stuff like locking down servers or just pulling out your settings so you can use it or setting the Lucy default password without having to use the TXT file for the password.txt big lifesaver when you're trying to get things running. So, save config awesome anyway so thanks for our sponsor for paying for that very cool okay so that was our new releases and updates next up we have webinars meetups and workshops it looks like one from last week was actually canceled wasn't it
1: it was. That was the Seattle Cold Fusion Users Group. Um, it was Leonardo Daniel was actually going to be speaking on Hello Cold Fusion, kind of an introduction to the whole thing, and then also going into the spreadsheet support that's that's built into Adobe Cold Fusion. Unfortunately, there's family emergency. We hope everything is okay and everything resolved itself as well as it could. Um, and uh, he said on the meetup site that it should be rescheduled as soon as you can figure out uh, when and where to do it, that kind of stuff. So stay tuned on the on the meetup site for that.
0: Yep. Very cool. Um, again, the meetup site will share in the group. Uh, it's just good to sign up to those and see when things are coming up. Um, so you get little email reminders. It's pretty cool. Um, we have an autist webinar coming up, uh, really soon this week. Are you ready, Dan? Cause it's you, you're going to be speaking about legacy migration follow-up using CodeBox with an existing code base. And that's going to be Dan card presenting a follow-up to the June webinar, getting started with the legacy migration. So you want to tell that's us why you're even doing this? I'm just
1: kidding. Yes, no, I'm ready. <laughs> no, yeah, it, um, the uh, one from last month went really well. We had some some, some great questions, and uh, so yeah, there's a couple blog posts that are poised to go out along with it. So we'll have some blog posts. The actual the actual webinar on, on Friday, and um, there is a, there's there's a, uh some some code that you, you think can you download from Forgebox as a mod not as a module. It's like a standalone site to walk through, and we're going to look at about five or six different ways that you can um, integrate your your existing site. Uh, with a cold box site with the idea of either you're transitioning over or you don't want to transition over. You want to have maybe a subsite or something. Um, everything from doing a simple include to actually just to uh, referencing your um, your existing site, either through CFCs or through webs- whatever. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that we're going to do that. And um, uh, yeah, that should be fun. Come join us this Friday. at uh, It's at noon Eastern, 11 Central.
0: Yep. Uh, and again, as you said, you have released a couple of blog posts already about that. So there's uh two out and there's another one coming out, um, Wednesday this week. So you'll see a little bit about that. And then obviously the webinar is, uh, going to cover it really well. And the big thing is, is that you're going to actually look at, um, you know, a sort of a, a good rundown, a good sort of starter for everything that's going to be included in your, your workshop at Into the Box. And so a lot of people, um, come out to orders and say, hey, we need help with this, you know, this migration, we've got traditional legacy sort of style code and we need help making it bigger, better, um, you know, or how do we even start? you know so there's a lot of different pieces that you sort of taken into it and i think you're the perfect person for for taking on this project and i am excited to see how this webinar goes it was great to see the feedback from the
1: first one so that was really awesome. good well, so, quick, a quick point though the uh the the, uh, the one day workshop that i'm doing down in, at the end of the box does not necessarily have to use coldbox it's refactoring code whether you're using coldbox or not um in this case we're gonna be getting Coldbox with it, but the actual workshop that we're doing in Houston at Into the Box, it's gonna be a whole day on refactoring. Um, not necessarily just using Call Box, just FYI. Just to-
0: cool. Good to point out. Okay. So we also have some stuff from Adobe. So Adobe obviously um has a lot of stuff going on, They like just a developer week last week, but um they also have some upcoming things. So we've got uh, a couple coming up here. It looks like one is a workshop and one is a webinar. You want to tell us about that, Dan?
1: Yeah, we're not coming up. It's a one-day workshop. Sorry, I was actually posting the registration link for the thing for Friday, but you would beat me to it. All right. This uh, this uh coming up soon in August 9th is where we're looking, um, 9 a.m. to 4.30. It is going to be a cold Fusion workshop with Brian Sappy. It is, they're basically going to look at... A, a, the various facets of, of Adobe ColdFusion that you need to actually build apps quickly. So I don't know if it's an introductory site or it's just kind of an, um, an introductory site, an introductory uh, workshop. Um, the details are just posted into the chat. You can check that out. Uh, following that, the about nine days after that, Thursday, August 18th, um, that is at 10 Pacific. Hold on, I messed up these times here. The, two, the one on August 9th, the two, um, is at 9 to 4.30, what is aest
0: they said it was australian eastern time they looked it up so okay yeah um... so 9
1: a.m to 4 30 p.m australian eastern time just because we have not mentioned that time zone at all in this entire podcast we had to get that one in there too uh we'd like to keep, keep everyone guessing and bring geography really into the world of cold fusion as much as possible by the picture curious australia next to new zealand okay uh, so that's obviously is geared toward a different part of the world than maybe the U.S. Because I don't know what time nine a.m. is in uh, Eastern or, or Central, but nine a.m. to four to four thirty Australian Eastern Time on the 9th, We are a worldwide organization. Followed up the nine days later on August eighteenth. That's a Thursday at ten a.m. Pacific, which is one p.m. Eastern. That's more of a U.S. centric uh, uh, presentation. It's making games with Adobe Cold Fusion, um, and that's being put on by Mark Dakota.
0: Yep, I'm curious what type of games he's going to make. Obviously, I talked about my little quiz game set up last week uh, at my developer week spot, but it'd be cool to see what he's doing there. So, And also, uh, if you go to the events.com, you can see a full list there, and it's listed free. I already posted the link in the chat. And, ooh, they've got more events coming up. So let me share my screen because they have just updated it. So um, you'll see that there's... a. Uh, Building custom Adobe Connect pods with CF twenty twenty one, so that's another webinar in September, and then in November they have a building native mobile applications with Adobe and Monokai. Oh, ooh. so that's another webinar, and then in December, right before Christmas, they're going to have a preview of Cold Fusion twenty twenty three. So, how about that, guys? It sounds like we got something coming up here—a preview. The New Cold Fusion Edition. I don't know
1: what a Connect Pod is. And maybe when, that's an industry term that I don't know. But yeah, the,
0: Adobe Connect is what they use for their presentations and developers. Oh, developer of course. I'm oh, sorry. I was think,
1: I was I, I didn't group it right. It's Adobe Connect, a pod Adobe Connect, not an Adobe Connect Pod. Yeah. Okay. Adobe, I got
0: it Matt. Yeah, Adobe Connect has these little pods, and you can make them. And Mark's done well, some work on those control. before. Sorry. So, yep, that's okay. But yeah, so I'm excited about this cold Fusion 2023 so that means that it should be released sometime next year so as we get close towards the end of the year maybe see if Summit will find out more about deadlines features etc and betas and everything so pretty exciting okay that's uh wow. that's a pretty big deal actually so i didn't see all the sessions last week maybe they dropped some hints and i didn't catch them all but We'll have to find out. And as Charlie says, as far as he knows, that's the first public mention of CF 2023. And seeing it's a preview in December, there goes my hopes that we may have it at the end of the year. Well, Charlie, it might be like a car, right? They released some beforehand, <laughs> but- We're the exact
1: same thing. It's the model year from the year before.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a preview, but I'm I'm hoping at CF Summit we find a little bit more about it. So I'm sure they didn't mention it developer week last week too much. And again, I didn't see all the sessions. I haven't uh, heard anything about it either. So that might be, yeah, that might be a big announcement at CF Summit and we'll find out more about it. But the, the first mention it publicly. Well, there you go. If Charlie says that's the first time they mentioned it publicly, that's probably accurate. Um, as
1: far as I'm concerned.
0: Yep. Yeah. Won't be coming out this year. Yeah. Usually they have a lot of build up to it too, but. But it um, is
1: in time for Christmas, which is good.
0: Yeah. So if you slack them off before Christmas, you can tune out, tune into that webinar. <laughs> sure okay next up we have the cfcast content update so cfcast.com is our video tutorial system uh, we have free and paid accounts up there and we just released uh, another slew of content you want to tell us all about it
1: i do so we have a, a series going on by eric which is logbox 101 there's a new video that came out this week this is called the tracer appender um for those of you that don't know logbox can capture the logging from your app Um, and we can route where you want the logging to go, depending on the environment and all kinds of other rules and stuff. Um, And it it, it gets written by what are called appenders, and this one's the tracer appender, basically, which is using the, obviously, like, what what would the equivalent be? would be CF trace, Um, and how to hook that up and how to make it work. And that's part of of that Logbox 101 series. We also have the coding with the Kiwi series that Gavin is doing, and this is the latest one from July 15th. Um, the guests are Will, uh, Will Debrun, and they're talking about validation. Yeah. You know, uh, data coming in from, this, um, from the browsers, right?
0: Yep. So it was a pretty good session. We had that. It was a fun cool. time. So, yeah.
1: All right. A couple of the series. We also have the ForgeBox module of the week for the podcast. Uh, Gavin's been, been uh, cutting those out and making them their, their own, um, their own uh, series, basically, in CF casts. Uh, so we have one new video in that. We also have one new uh, video in the VS Code hip and hint, tip, and trick of the week series. Um, yep, and
0: on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're just releasing them weekly now that we've finally caught up. So we're, we're basically you know a couple of weeks behind the podcast, but. Um, we're releasing those every week. So lots of cool videos there. And for those wondering, Coding with the Kiwis taking a few weeks off as we get up vacations and developer week and all that stuff. So we'll be back starting up in August for some of those. And then, yeah, as we progress, we may keep doing going with that series, or we might start a new little one like office hours or something else, but I like the free form of that, but all the ones are up there, up on CFcast right now. So Patreons can see it live. Uh, if you're not a Patreon, then you've got to tune into CFcast after the fact, but they're still pretty cool. But uh, very cool, lots of content and more coming soon. We got more Logbox 101 from Eric Peterson. We've got more Coding with the Kiwi in France when I get the next sessions set up. We got more of those Forgebox and VS Code podcast snippet videos. And then we got a couple of series that I'm working on. I'm working on the Boxifying at Third Party Library. And Eric is working on a Coldbox Elixir series. So a lot of people have been asking about that and how to make Webpack work and do all that cool stuff. And so he's working on a series for that too. So you should be seeing those popping up here in a little while. Okay, so next up on our list, we have Conferences and Trainings. And Adobe Developer obviously was last week, and we had a lot of great content, as we mentioned. Um, and so those videos are up on, uh, up on YouTube. So go check them out, uh, really cool. And then if you have any questions, uh, for like, as I said, me or, Eric, uh, me or Luis, our sessions were, were posted up there. Um, our slides and everything should be included, hopefully with that link. If not, um, we'll get a summary blog post out here soon as well. But a lot of great content, seventeen sessions, and uh, it's good sort of hype for Into the Box and CF Summit coming soon. And then next up this week we have another conference going on.
1: Mm-hmm. It's that one, and this hmm. is not like the conference that shall not be named. It actually is called that conference. Full stack tech, full stack. Bleh, we are full stack tech obsessed community of fun, code letting humans share and learn together. Um, they meet basically in Texas and Wisconsin once a year. Uh, this week is in Wisconsin Dells, uh, the 25th and 28th, uh, Daniel uh, and, uh, it's 40 center camp for developers, passion and learning all things, mobile, web, cloud, and technology in general.
0: Yep. And our very own Daniel Garcia is going to be speaking, but there's some pretty cool names there uh, and they have some cool activities and everything else. It's really family oriented, which I like. And so um, they have some cool events. And if you actually get like a family membership, they have uh, events for the kids. And then they're, you know, the water park as well. At, oh, and,
1: this is at the conference they have those things? So like yeah. your family, they go to the water park, you go to the conference?
0: Yeah, well, like the water park is part of the resort that it's at. But yeah, you actually have a little cool little um, like sessions. They have like, you know, just for kids and keep the, the kids and wife busy or your husband if you're a coder. Um, yeah, and yeah, but there's lots of uh, cool stuff. Like I said, I'd actually love to go. Um, that might be something I'm going to put on my list for future years because looks pretty cool. But Daniel Garcia is speaking, I believe, on the 28th, so Thursday this week. He's going to be presenting. He's going to be speaking on easier API development and testing using Postman, Webhook, Site, and Ng Ng Ngrok. Ng- 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 I watched the working code, the working code podcast, and they kept saying ngrok, ngrok, and now I keep, every time I see ngrok, I see I hear ngrok, and it sounds
1: like an Angular
0: thing. But uh, anyway, using ngrok to enhance That's your funny. workflow for
1: tunneling, and so I think ngrok has a much more better has a much better flow to it. <laughs> yeah, just ngrok NG sounds like you all of a sudden just started like choke halfway through the statement.
0: Yeah, and there is a uh, command box module to help using ngrok even easier. But is me speaking about that. So pretty cool. Into the box, twenty twenty two is coming up too. So September sixth, seventh, and eighth is the main conference. So we got one day of workshops, and then we've got uh, two days of the conference. And the week before, we have the pre conference for those attendees. You can watch online, and then take the recordings with them and watch on the planes. Um, so there's lots of cool stuff going on there. And then, what are they? Sh- what should they do, Dan?
1: Oh, sorry. Hey, anyway, guys. I, I'm single parenting today and I have a video of my son downstairs and he's literally sitting on the stove and I'm kind of wondering if I need to intervene. It's off, but I need to know. I'm trying to decide. So forgive my attention wandering. This is a professional orientation and I'm focused. Okay. Conference workshop. They should sign up for the workshop before it fills up. A couple of them are almost filled. Uh, Gavin just posted the conference website um, up there and come and play.
0: Yep. Into the Intothebox.org. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. It's- sitting on a stove still doesn't sound that comfortable
1: no it really didn't i'm looking over it and i'm like what on earth are you doing but i guess he's good now maybe he wanted to get a preview of what houston's like in august so you know, yeah anyway. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> anyway all right ortis uh cold fusion summit training workshop coming up right after um uh cf summit we have the cold box zero to mega hero we just keep upping the ante on this. We used to be just mega, you know hero to hero, uh, zero to hero, but now we get the mega hero. Talking about REST APIs, Vue with mobile apps. Um, that is the October fifth and sixth uh, after CF Summit. Uh, it's led by uh, Luis and Gavin. Uh, the price
0: is $799. Is that the early bird pricing? Is that still going on? Yep. Early bird pricing still going on. Um, again, the the price, basically the suite and everything there, everything's gone up in Vegas. It's basically doubled, but we're trying to keep the price the same. So the early bird will be good. Uh, and if you sign up for CF Summit, the registration is now open for CF Summit, which is going to be October 3rd and 4th. So right before our, our training, you can get in there two days of the conference two days of training for under a thousand bucks which is still a great price so uh, again we we have been trying to keep those prices uh you know down working hard we're we're trimming all our all the everything we can basically to try and make it uh you know a good price for everybody so um see if summits uh, gonna be fun and we're gonna be the aria so the aria has these luxurious ex- executive hospitality suites and it's it's a really a super nice conference room and there has a suite built in. So, you know, we've got a kitchen area and everything. So it's just really nice for, for running these workshops. Uh, and so it's going to be a, a really cool event. So come check that out. And then nice. we're going to be doing code CB security, CF migrations, talking about building REST APIs and hooking them up to, you know, JavaScript using Vue.js. And then we're going to end up, you know, outputting them into like a little mobile app. So mega here cause you're going to cover a lot of cool stuff. At the end of the day, you can walk away with apps that you can actually run code, export, code and you got the basically the game plan for for building modern code box rest apis and all the stuff you need to do is start playing with view inside of something like Quasar which I love and so I talk about it a lot because it's a lot of value. So CF Summit third and fourth uh, the auto CF Summit training workshop fifth and sixth so come join us for a great week in Vegas. So and then into the box. Let's see. Uh, Latam is going to be either December fifth or seventh. We're we're narrowed it down to those two days. Uh, we should have the the information coming soon. Uh, we're being spending a lot of time on out into the box here in Houston, but the Latam stuff is underway too. So we should have all that information here soon. If you guys are in the Latam area, uh, It should be in uh, San Salvador, El Salvador, and yeah, we're hoping to make that another successful one. I think that's the third now. The first two are really really pretty awesome. So they that had, you know, great. yeah, the universities were supporting it. And they had a bunch of people that never seen cold fusion come and everybody was excited. It was really cool. So I'm glad we can uh, reach out and do more of that stuff. And in case you missed it, see camp is not going to happen 2022. So try again, summer 2023. Hopefully we can get that to work, but if they're not sick of conferences yet, they've still got more, right, Dan?
1: <laughs> uh, we do. If you need more, if you have not quite got your fill, uh, there are more conferences. Check out confs.tech, and it will show you basically all the conferences that are coming up that it knows about uh, from Cold Fusion and other language that you could possibly think of. Uh, if you see something missing, go ahead and make your own contribution.
0: Yep, pull requests are welcome. So, very cool. Okay, blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Well, let's start with Charlie's. and oh, share my screen for those watching. So, he's posted up there. Um, he's got a playlist here for all the sessions. So, if we Go check that out here. Let's see, I think it tells you the number total. So yep, 17 total. Again, uh, a lot of, lot of cool content in here. Uh, some of my favorites always like watching Brian class and talking about AWS, didn't know S3 could do that. S3 is pretty cool. Now with well, their different pricing tiers and everything, I get so confused, but uh, a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, Alpine JS is in there, um, you know, some web sockets. Vanilla NoSQL Cloudy Crud. Some pretty cool stuff. But big, big, big cold fusion builder on VS Code. Sneak peek into that because that will be coming out soon. And I'm excited about that. So very cool. So thanks, Charlie, for putting that out there, getting that playlist out to us and everything. I know that that's a, a big thing everyone's been waiting for. Actually, a lot of people have been asking, where's your video? Are you gonna be posting that? I'm like, Adobe should be doing that right now. So there it is. Okay, next up, we have a blog from Benadel. And this is something interesting. Um, he's been pretty printing his JSON using uh, a Google uh, JSON uh, Java job, basically. Uh, so he's been working on this proof of concept feature flag system, basically where he you know basically dumps it as flat JSON to a text file. Uh, You know, but he basically says, it works great. Just found himself wishing the JSON file was pretty printed so he could easily debug it, you know, and stuff like that. Um, The serialized JSON doesn't have a pretty print feature, so he's been using Google's one. That works pretty cool. I know CommandBox has JQ built into it, I believe. If you don't have JQ normal, which is like installed ma- uh, outside of CommandBox, JQ inside of CommandBox has it. And I actually use that in some of my task runners to format it, which is pretty neat. But This is pretty cool if you're actually doing it from inside of um, the running application. So pretty neat, shows you how to spin it up there and get it running and pretty printing, so short and nice. sweet. For Ben, I mean, it's only like three, four pages long, so that is pretty short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows you some of the, the differences too. So I like the way, you know, the stuff works. Jason, I mean, when they when they really made those updates and we had Jason out there and, you know, it looks just like, you know, see if script structs and everything, life just got mm-hmm. so much better, except for those little serialization bugs, but we won't talk about those, right? So
1: you can override them with your own stuff. So they're yeah. fixable. If they weren't fixable, you'd be bigger. Yep. All right. So along with that another one by Ben Nadell, we have um, he has a, a blog post using multiple break statements in a single case clause in Cold Fusion. Now here's the here's the synopsis or, or the synopsis. For the last few weeks, I've been quasi heads down noodling on a workflow that builds up complex objects using form posts in Cold Fusion. As a part of that workflow, I have a switch statement that defines some mutations on the pending object in question. The other day, my logic was getting so complicated, that I, or it was getting a bit complicated, and I went to see if I could use multiple break statements within a single case clause. Turns out, it totally works, uh, which is pretty cool. I got to confess, this sounds awesome, but I don't quite, this is one of those things, I need to go experiment with it. I don't, I can't quite, quite, quite imagine what he's talking about. I mean, I get the idea of what he's talking about. You have a switch statement, and so case, you know, case one or case a um, on his case, uh, then he has a multiple breaks in there based on conditions. So it's almost like, I guess, sub sub yeah. casing, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it looks like, it. I mean, he's got case D E F. And for those who don't know in script, you have to have a break to end that case. So case D st- and e and f are all actually running here until you break and so when you break out of one of them you'll break out of them but he's basically got some you know additional ifs in here and it's kind of interesting i mean it makes sense if you're doing some shared logic between cases or whatever um kind of interesting i mean i thought you could just do d comma e comma if right if you have delimiters and stuff in there well not maybe not um but interesting yeah. so
1: what else do they think was kind of yeah i mean yeah and uh, i assume you're saying and actually that makes a lot of sense you're right especially if there's like logic that, that applies to more than one different case um so it's not in
0: oh probably you can't do multiple cases in script is what scott's probably saying so yeah
1: but yeah so isn't all it's not this in script
0: no, but what it, I was saying can't you do multiple cases like case D, comma E, comma F? But he's saying not in script. Oh, I can't. see. I so see. This I is see way, how you'd do that. You'd have each case okay. separately. But, but I'd probably do like a. Good point a,
1: on this. Yeah. Um, about halfway down, that he talks about uh, one of the things that I absolutely love about Cold Fusion is the translating the logic from JavaScript to CF is really easy, which is true because the syntax obviously are getting are very similar. Um, yeah. Differences are very small when you start putting different things in JavaScript. The, the syntax for the equivalent in script is very similar. So it's kind of nice to be able to think in both without having to have a major, major brain adjustment.
0: Yep, and then uh, people like Scott Steinbeck uh, have too much free time um, and they create tools that actually take JavaScript libraries and then convert them to Cold Fusion code using nice. uh, Babel, or I think he was talking about Babel or some other transpiler. So it transpiles one way and then back into another way. Uh, oh, and so, yeah. so it's pretty cool that we could do stuff like that and obviously and
1: by too much time on his hands what he means is scott wow that was a really generous amazing thing you're doing please keep doing it please. no
0: i'm just saying so i don't know how he finds time to do that stuff too but you know we all have our things that you know we get excited about and make time for and it's awesome so yeah scott's told me about this and i really want to see it so yeah it was, it was Babel. Babel. yep so it's very cool so you guys should uh check that out and scott you have to let us know how we can see that sometime yeah, and he, as he said, he doesn't sleep as, as much as he, he, as he should. <laughs> yeah, trust me, we all have that problem sometimes. <sighs> catches up yeah. on you. but Yep, so that was a, a cool blog post and yeah, I mean it makes sense, multiple breaks inside ifs. So, mm-hmm. kind of a neat way to, to look at it. So, we also had a tweet from Brad Wood and this one was kind of funny. Uh, I When I read it, I just had to laugh and so I'll share my screen for those watching. But he said, I've spent the last week climbing down into a deep dark hole that is client cert authentication <laughs> he's got a proof of concept work in the command box now he's attempted to claw his way back out of the hole to figure out how to get all implemented and tested um so yeah basically he was talking about you know basically direct support command box fire undertow to use the https listener so negotiate client certs without the need for an additional front-end web server so, he's always wanted to make Command Box a one stop shop for your web server needs. And, you know, this can get rid of those uh, additional pieces in the front. And so he's adding the compatibility. But it was funny someone down here, I think it was Nolan, says, Yeah, I have faith in you, sir. So, uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but, yep, just a little, little fun. Again, Brad likes to dive down those holes too.
1: So, yeah, you got to love those projects. You're like, Yeah, I dove into this, it was really good. Uh, and then it's like, well, that's good. Cause you've been gone for three weeks, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we all have those. I, I have my own little things I get sidetracked on. So, nope. okay. Yeah. So we have something by Mark drew talking about slim Lucy images. You want to tell us about yep. that?
1: making slimmer Lucy Docker images, basically how to make nice slim uh, Lucy Docker images for your fast microservices. Uh, the past uh, couple of years, uh, the past few years, I've had some requirements to turn what are essentially command line programs into small microservices. Lucy is great at making services. So to make these microservices, I lazily decided to make the most direct path and use Lucy Express. So this whole thing is basically about how we did it.
0: Yeah, so it's very cool. So it starts using Alpine, you know, Basically, downloads Lucy, and then the Express version is pretty neat. Like, it trims out so much stuff. And then, yeah, basically starts it up. And again, you know, a lot of times you don't need as much stuff in the core, and it's kind of neat about that that small little piece. I mean, what is it? It's still pretty big.
1: 648?
0: Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, no, no, yeah.
1: no, I was interrupting you. I apologize. I just... I was wondering. And this is a little bit. This is not a. This is not a, a, a surprise. This is a surprise question. I apologize. If you can't do it right now, then that's fine. But you use both Alpine and Vue. Can you give me that quick, like two seconds? What is the difference? Is it just two frameworks that do that do the same thing, or are they two different tools that you would use in different situations?
0: Well, just so you know, Alpine in this reference is not the same as the Alpine JS that you're probably thinking of. So oh, okay. Alpine JS is basically, you know, something very much like Vue. It's, you know, a tag, um, you know, basically you add some stuff into your HTML and it makes it, gives it some superpowers essentially. But okay. also, um, alpine here is basically a slim version of a linux kernel so it's like a slim linux um, install so that you have ubuntu and there's a million different linux types and one of them is actually called alpine and it's really small light there's nothing installed and so people use it a lot for for getting started and so uh, gotcha. it's kind of neat you see mark working down here but yeah alpine is. Basically, Alpine alpine.js I like because it's basically you put a little CDN in there and throw a couple of little extra attributes like you would jQuery you know it's a little couple of extra attributes on there put a little javascript in there and it's kind of like a view light so it's not like um, single file view files like if you were done view but if you just want to make a little piece of your site uh, interactive the alpine.js is great for that so cool. So yeah, but uh, this is pretty neat to see some of the things he was doing in there um, with with Lucy. So if you guys need something tiny, now tiny box is something that Pete Freitag has done and I wonder what that has in it. But I know that he uses that for some of the serverless stuff too. So pretty cool. So very interesting. And I forgot to post the link to that. So I'll do that right now. I probably missed a couple of links for other things too, guys. Sorry, we're in a little little funny spell and I had my internet
1: I I did did not do Brad's Deep Dark Hole
0: yeah sorry my internet also went fuzzy so I apologize for any buffering issues for you guys over there (laughs) apparently the kids got on and downloaded the world or something (laughs) so Uh, my wife just texted me good news there wasn't a fire
1: (laughs) there you go nice so yeah this is good your your children are not on fire they're just downloading things mine evidently is playing in the kitchen on top of the stove yeah by the way he is off and he is in the living room now having a wonderful time okay
0: very good (laughs) okay well i'm posting the next link here uh yeah Okay, so the next one I'm going to be talking about is Zach Spitz's and this is to do with the Redis extension, and they have this uh, new tag called CF Distributed Lock. So if you're actually using a Redis, and you want to distribu- you know, have a distributed lock over multiple servers in a cluster, this can actually help you do it. So I thought that was kind of neat, you know, like obviously people use Redis and other caching systems for clustering. And if you have a, a you know, session storage and you're usually locking it, it's usually locked to just that server. So by going through the distributed lock, uh, it'll actually lock that Redis key across the, the cluster, which is pretty interesting. Um, so it's pretty cool they have that. Um, I know that Audis has its own Redis extinction. I don't know if the, to see if distributed lock works in that or not we might have to ping uh, Brad and see and if not we need to, maybe we need to add that because it sounds like a pretty cool feature so very cool so cool. what do we have next
1: yeah we, have, we cut up another tweet by, uh, tweet by Adrian Marino so Cold Fusion and the Joys of Null which sounds like a really kind of a mix between a sci-fi and a Dr. Seuss book um, and I love the fact that he says when de- when deserializing Null the value will be treated as undefined making the key to the value exist and not exist at the same time. He's attribu- <laughs> this, is a, this is attributed to the Hitchhiker's Guide to Cold Fusion, but it kind of does like, you know, this is like Schrodinger's variable. What exactly are they talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of a strange one. And so this guy's saying, I can't figure out why it's not working. And he created a structure from deserializing some JSON and the key list from the structure to give the keys, uh, but two of the keys from the list, they don't seem to exist. So basically there is a key. So in the list of keys, there is a key, but when you try and see the value of that key, it doesn't actually exist, and that's probably because the null. And so uh, Alex has answered this, and basically, welcome to null and confusion. fusion. Let me explain why a key does and does not exist. So the key is there, but the result of the key is null, and therefore, if you try to see if what the key value is, it's not there, but the key is there. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, so B goes all the way through it, basically... ColdFusion has no native support for null, and this is traditionally because obviously the new ones do have support for null. Um, but yeah, talking about nulls in Java, and then you know just working through it. But basically, if you have a null in an adjacent object, it'll actually show up as undefined, which is because uh, you know undefined is what. JSON uh, JavaScript stuff sort of spits out too. It's it's a whole weird thing working between JavaScript and 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 Cold Fusion with some of this. So, so you work through this list really really detailed. um
1: Yeah. yeah Long story the, short, point, I'm like, I didn't even know that Cold had an undefined. But you're right, that's the JSON rendering from JavaScript that's now being viewed in a Cold Fusion struct.
0: I think, and that's the thing is like I haven't even seen some of this here because he's using a lot of different pieces, and so. Yeah. It's really just comes down to um yeah, it's kind of confusing. But sometimes you'll have to do it as no check on things to see if it's actually yep. there and if it's actually no. And so um fun. So I thought yeah. it was really good. Um yeah. Again, a nice, clear, comprehensive explanation. But it's definitely happened before where I've got something coming and the key was there but it wasn't there. So I had to check to see if the you know, the key exists and then see if the value of the key was not null. Right. Because that has bit me. And not fun. But I thought it was a pretty good explanation and I thought it was pretty funny. So I decided to share that tweet. That's so cool. okay. So um we have a couple of extra ones from orders here too. So we had another one of the integrating codebox with existing code series number two which was talking about first routes you want to tell us about that
1: uh, sure so basically uh, this is the spin-off or one of the spin-offs from the webinar last 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 month uh, in order to talk about integrating cold fusion with your existing code base I kind of started off I, I started writing it about the, the, the direct integration and then I had to go back a little bit and I realized well you we have to figure out or kind of explain what all the different parts of Cold fusion are so Part one gives you a quick tour of all the pieces that are in Cold Fusion: routes, uh, routes, handlers, events, uh, models. Uh, there's basically eight of them, is what it comes down to, and what they all do, what they are, and then in this one, this the series two, is we actually start creating them. So we actually make a first um, a first route to actually go route or route. I always, I, I say it both ways; it's very weird. Yeah, a routes way, is the route, American routes.
0: way; route is the English way. And oh, root, really? Yeah. And that's, we always say root. And so you call yeah. it a router, and it sounds weird. So I always call them routers too.
1: Yeah. First, <laughs> yes. You know, anything about Australian slang, that is an interesting way of putting it. Um, okay. Anyway. So, yes, yeah, so we actually go through, we do some hands on code with it. Where we, make, we actually make some routes, make some, um, and then make them work. And uh, so this second one, we go through all the different pieces and create one. And then on session three, we actually do. Do what the title of the series is which is where we start integrating the actual code with your existing code base yeah so
0: that's pretty cool uh yeah i really like that really detailed sort of like beginner um look at code and everything so very very cool and then next I'm talking about uh, my recap of the live stream series coding with the kiwi and friends where me and Vil talked all about CB validation and uh it was a good session you know we talked about you know some nice to haves um the way we do things talking about validating in the the handlers versus the models and both and using validator fail to make things more fluent and not repeat yourself a lot of the same stuff that Luis talked about in this developer week um, session, you know, just trying to make your stuff a little better. And uh, the code is up there and it's basically, you know, some pretty cool little bits and pieces and, you know, trying to make your your API just easy to read, easy to code, less boilerplate, you know, just all that stuff. So um, definitely a, a cool little session. And like I said, I just like the open just chit chat. How do you do stuff? you know what do you think about this and you know bounce some ideas off each other and i really like the the, the way that's sort of flowing so hope you guys can tune in if you're a patreon or check them out on cfcast so uh pretty cool and then sometimes you know the last couple too we had a few more oldest people in there and so it's nice to be able to have like the proper knowledge you know make sure i'm not making a fool of myself which i do quite regularly but that's okay we learn right
1: Hey, I, I, I didn't even I Adobe Connect on the podcast today, and then had no idea what a time zone it was. So, dude, you're doing fine.
0: Yeah. All good. Okay, let's find a job. So, once we get five for our competence from Autis, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to get cfmljobs.com. And uh, they have 116 ColdFusion positions over the last, uh, I think, six or seven months there. So, a lot of cool stuff there. And they've got five new ones listed this week, right? So, I'm going to share my screen for those watching. Tell us about them, Dan.
1: Yeah, okay. So one of them, we're f- first we're going to, uh, to Southern Asia. There's a, a job with, looks like the Sun Life it is located in Gur- Gurgaon, Haryana, India. All right. So the cold fusion position, it's a senior, it's a senior specialist, uh, cold, cold fusion development. Uh, we have another one that is in Cardiff in the UK. That is with, let me actually see if I can get the company up there. Uh, it is in, well, it's in Cardiff. The company is called Tomorrow's Guides.
0: i wonder if these other two are the same let me see what let me see if the next two are the same yep it might be so there's a full-time position in leeds as well and there's a senior developer at remote we'll see what that one is tomorrow's guys as well so they might be the same position or similar positions but the site does scrape from lots of different places so it's kind of interesting to see some of those and then there's also a senior cold fusion lucy engineer at remote and that was posted on the 20th so yeah, five posts this week.
1: And that's with electronic tenant solutions, tenant solutions.
0: Very um, cool. And then we have some uh, some other links too, right?
1: Uh, um, other job links, yes. So we have the Order Solutions website. We are, I believe, always looking. Um, so there's ordersolutions.com slash about-us slash careers. And uh, we'll put that up there. Oh, all the jobs that we just talked about were on CFML jobs. We can actually post them quickly. Yeah,
0: I'll post that link right now so that we can okay. get those. Yep, or having a day today. <laughs> but yeah, so lots of good job opportunities. Uh, if you have of any job positions available, let us know. We'll add them to the list here. And uh, yeah, if you know someone looking, there's lots of great opportunities out there.
1: So there's also the jobs channel and the CFML Slack team, um, so you can check that out too.
0: Yep, and Box Slack team has one now as well. So pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Forgebox module of the week. And we actually talked about this one already a little bit. CF config. We haven't covered it for a while, so I wanted to remind people that it's a great CLI library for importing, exporting, transferring, and otherwise managing CF engine configuration. So you can install it by using. Box install command box dash cfconfig. Uh it has a lot of a lot of cool features as we mentioned, some of them. But we also talked about earlier how we got a new feature thanks to a sponsor, right?
1: Yep. Exactly. And just as just to reiterate, that's the whole idea about configuring scheduled tasks uh into Lucy um, from your CF config, which is pretty handy. Which also means it can be, it, it, I mean, the idea is you put it in CF config, it can be it's scriptable basically in that case. And so now that support is, is, is there with Lucy.
0: Yeah. I mean, the cool thing is if you're using command box, start up a server, it'll actually read from a JSON file automatically. It'll also mm-hmm. look for environment variables that are prefixed the right way and it'll actually load them directly for you too. So you don't even have to have a JSON file for it. It can just be set up in your your file, but yeah, that's, again, a lot of cool features there. See config works great. And it's great for, um, you know, your developer environment, especially if you're, you know, wanting to get projects set up, if you have all your settings and see Dot JSON, and you start up your server, it's just gonna have everything there for you. So you don't have to worry about, oh wait, does someone have the data source with this name or did they call the cache what? this? You know, it's just set up right. So um, we love it for that. And again, you don't have to use it for, um, just command box servers, you can use it for traditional installs as well, by using the transfer feature to transfer things in or out, or even just sitting it from the command line into your server so you don't have to log into the admin, which is neat when you forget out the admin password and you can't get in there. <laughs> so, pretty cool. Okay, next up, VS Code, hint, tip, and trick of the week. And this one is one called repositories and Moit sing is the one who's created this. And it gives you the ability to switch between repositories with ease.
1: A couple so. features that it has, it will auto detect, auto detect repositories, I'm assuming from your Git uh, folder. Uh, you can view as a tree or a list, you can switch between repositories and it respects your, your Git ignore. Um, and so, which are all good things. And yeah. is that basically your VS code and so you can actually just go between different so this is different repositories. Now, that's not different branches. That's obviously, that's different repositories.
0: Yeah, so what I think it is, um, and again, I haven't actually installed this one. Eric recommended this one to us for the, okay. today. Which and it's pretty new. Uh, pretty it's only got a few uh, installs so far, but if you can give it a folder, like maybe you say, you, got, you know, your dub folder on, your, on a certain drive is where all your sites are. I wonder if it'll just scan all those. So I'm gonna have to try it out and see, but Eric recommended it. And it'd be cool if you can just pick a repository and it just jumps to that. So you don't have to worry about which folder to open or whatnot, just choose a repository and yeah. if it keeps track of them, I mean, you can open them right there and tree your list form. So I know VS Code automatically takes your repos inside of a project. So I have GitLens installed and a couple other Git ones. And so if I'm in a project, it'll show all my different repositories you know, nested inside of it, so I can go to each piece, which is pretty cool, but yeah, this one sounds like it might do a little bit more. Nice. Anything on the Q and A? Not yet. So that is our VS code, Hint, tip and trick of the week. So I'll get that link in the chat for you there. And then yes, next yes, up.
1: To see cast as well.
0: Yep, and then Patreon patreon supporters so thank you to all our patreon supporters these individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to cr- help ensure the great tools like command box forge box cold box content box test box and all our other boxes keep getting continuous development they need because the funds f- um, for our cloud infrastructure etc and this podcast are paid for by patreon um you know these tools like our forge box and package management with command box uh great tools that the community uses and um yeah we're basically paying for those things through this patreon stuff so we really appreciate that and then they can support us if they'd like join up and get some of the cool perks right
1: Yep, that's uh, yes yeah. so they can support us on Patreon.com slash Order Solutions. Uh, don't forget, we have an annual membership. Pay for the year and save 10%, uh, which is great for uh, businesses that are budgeting and wanted to just do a, a, a year-long thing. Uh, the bronze package and up. Now get a free Forgebox Pro and CF Cast subscription as a perk for their Patreon subscription. So do what you're going to do anyway, which is support projects, but also get um, Forgebox Pro and a CF Cast training for your team, Forgebox Pro for your team, Yep. It's a good It's
0: a good job. Yep, you also get the Patreon um, profile badge on the community website, and you get your own private forum uh, on the community website. We have a Patreon um, channel now, a private one on the Box Team Slack, so you guys can um jump in there and we announce stuff like our live streams like the coding with kiwi and stuff and you can ask some questions in there um don't get us wrong like we we do support the box team slack and brad is on that and see if most slack like 25 hours a day it seems but the you know that patreon channel just sort of a little separate one just for the patreons uh, and then of course things like the live stream access for coding in the kiwi and friends that's something we just do for patreons um so those are sort of some of the little perks and we're going to add more all the time so it's pretty cool and then we have the community site at community.ordersolutions.com uh, don't forget that's there a lot of great content, and we try and move a lot of stuff from Slack into that, and that right. way things uh, you know live a little longer more search engine friendly and everything else. Yeah, but, I
1: think I saw. I think I saw. Maybe it was on a different Slack, but it actually came back and said that the archiving solutions for the free for the for the free channels sort of are changing, um, uh-huh. and uh, so yeah, we. One of the good things about the about the community is that it does archive a lot of the stuff from the from the uh, from from Slack because Slack obviously is a transitory. Thing and so, kind of referencing it historically is always kind of tough. Yep. Yes, but thank you to our patreons. We have John Wilson from Synaptrix, Brian, uh Gid- Sorry, I, I <laughs> forgive me. I actually heard you say something, and I was midway through talking, and I was going to stop and let you go first. And I'm at Brian. I apologize, Gideon from Haggerty Motorsports, Reg, Jordan Clark, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jonathan Brett, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media. Dean Motter, Will, Will de Bruin, Joseph Lamore, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Lakshmi Tertahadi, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesn- Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agra Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, uh, Brett Deline, Kai Koenig, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, and Jason Dager. And a few you more. A, oh, I'm. forgive me. There's actually a whole other page error. John <laughs> Odin, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgar Garbo Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongay, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Miri. So special they had their own page. All right?
0: Yep. So uh, thanks, everybody. You can see a list on autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors, and you can check that out there. And uh, yeah, we hope everyone has a great week and uh, don't mess things up as well as we have today. But, uh, <laughs> the internet that was my goal with
1: everyone here <laughs> to make imposter syndrome more accessible yep we well, do guys. that well
0: but yeah thanks everybody have a great week and uh, we'll see you all next week
1: sounds good see you all again
0: bye everybody show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes we also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.